2: especially in the case of new evidence. It shouldn't be taken seriously. So just don't.
0: Man, how did that guy get her? It's the age old question that jealous guys everywhere have been asking since the beginning of time. It's not super uncommon to see a guy that may have outdone himself in the lady department. I actually like to think all three of us on this show have probably done better than we should have. But most of the time, the guy with the hottie on his arm doesn't resemble an offspring of Casper the Friendly Ghost and the Hamburglar. Pete Davidson has shot into A-list stardom over the past few years, starting off small, then snagging the gig of a lifetime on Saturday Night Live. His self-deprecating, snickering style of comedy helped take him from SNL fame and started rolling it into the big screen, stand-up specials, and cameos everywhere. Look, we all know that actors and movie stars get all the girls, but the list of ladies that Davidson has quartered over the years is enough to make Hugh Hefner's dead corpse take notice. I mean, this guy goes from hottie to hottie about every time he needs a haircut. What is the secret? Is it the money, fortune, and fame that attract all the ladies? I'm sure it doesn't hurt, but there's got to be more, right? Will the funny guy always get the hot girl? We're going to do our best to uncover the secret sauce of Pete Davidson in this episode of Asshole, Court. Asshole Court. So, all right, boys, let's give a shout-out to Mira Zaslav from Instagram. Gave us the recommendation for Pete Davidson. So, Mira, big shout-out, and uh, we appreciate the, uh, the suggestion here. Awesome, Mira. I love the name. It sounds like
2: you may uh, operate out of the back of a uh, gypsy wagon and telling me my <laughs> fortune.
0: Mira
1: Zaslav. That's right. Well, that wagon popped open, and she uh, recommended Old Pete, so we appreciate the offer. Bro.
2: I see a funny show in your future, boys. I'm just kidding.
0: It's probably offensive, but for real, we love
1: you, Mira. Yeah, thanks for uh, reaching out and uh, making the suggestion. We oh, appreciate yeah. it.
0: As always. All right, boys, let's
1: get some pre-show scores for Pete Davidson. Buddy, what you got? All right, so for me... um. You know, I, I don't know a ton about him. I've seen him throughout the years. I don't watch a lot of Saturday Night Live. But what I can say about him is I enjoy him in small doses. Yeah. I started to watch one of his Netflix specials, and about 10, 15 minutes into it, I turned it off. It just wasn't up my alley. Yep, sure. But, you know, there are a couple clips that I see him on SNL that, I, you know, I'll start laughing at, you know. So I like I like to microdose. All right. Pete Davidson. Okay, that's fair. The thing about Pete is, like... When I was thinking about this show, you know, one of the things that he's just that guy that guys love to hate on because of how many just hot chicks he's banged. Sure. Every time you turn around, he's got another, you know, chick on his arm. That's another A-lister or something mm-hmm. like that. And I even saw a uh, a clip online that he was hanging out with Eli Manning a couple of weeks ago. And they're like, "Uh oh. Eli went from being a quarterback to a receiver, like, overnight. (laughs) Watch out. And um, But, yeah, no, I saw him pop up in a couple commercials, and he's got, like, super white hair. Like, reminds me of Cisco back in, like, the 90s.
0: Yeah!
1: Yeah! (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, I I just, I don't have a lot of info on him. He kind of has, what I would kind of say is, like, the male version of, like, resting bitch face. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> he right. just kind of. And I really think that that's just because he's like stoned a lot of the time yeah. and just kind of, you know, deadpan chilling. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. You yeah. know, so um, pre-show, I really don't know if he's an asshole or not. So pre-show, I'm going to put him probably on a Fred Durst level at a 5.43 and uh, let's see where he ends up by the end of the show. All right. 5.43 for Buddy. Mikey, pre-show, Pete Davidson, what you got?
2: Okay, I watch Saturday Night Live sometimes. It just depends on sort of if there's a compelling guest. If it's somebody I'm like, oh, cool, I'll check it out. Musical
0: guest. Yeah, Yeah, something like that. that. It's Mm -hmm.
2: just sort of on there, and it's usually just kind of on in the background as I flip through my phone. Because Saturday Night Live has always been incredibly hit or miss, and um, every year people talk about how it's going to hell and it's not funny anymore and it's just like it's just always been the same thing you have like moments of brightness like the i think early 90s the 80s cast with eddie murphy and stuff like that sure uh mid-2000s you have you know power cast and they they do a better job but it's always even in the best years a show is best case scenario 50 50 yeah yeah, and some of them are just excruciating you know (laughs) so you're just like i can't even sit through this I always like it for the guests for like when John Mulaney's on there, I will watch it. Sure. sure, It's always great. But, uh, Pete Davidson is a total wallflower to me, like okay. on the show. I never am like, Oh man, Pete Davidson killed that part. He's just in there and they just give him something. He never carries it or whatever. You're like, Oh, he's the guy in the diner for the John Mulaney lobster, uh, musical. <laughs> um, I don't know anything about him really, except for some stuff I'm sure we're going to get into, I've never even bothered to watch his stand up comedy because i've he's just never struck me as particularly funny. i I, I feel like he somehow won the lottery. With everything, um, <laughs> except for looks, I mean, which is not—I'm not trying to be mean. It's not like he's a
0: totally ugly guy. Uh, there may he, be more. We'll find out later
2: too. He, but. he is a very unique-looking individual. I made the joke that somebody else had made before, which was that he looks like Beetlejuice before he died, and I <laughs> and I feel like that's incredibly accurate. <clears throat> so, but as far as him being an asshole, I don't really know. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of hate because uh, he scores. Famous chicks left and right, but that doesn't bother me. I mean, hey, good for you. Um, so I'm going to score him at a four. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Seems like a probably a regular dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. 4.0 for Mikey. Randy, bring us home. All right. So, you know, to your point, buddy, you made a good point. You said, I like Pete Davidson in micro doses, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of people probably have that same sentiment. One thing that I, I kind of appreciate about his approach to comedy, he's super self-deprecating. Almost everything he's making fun of himself yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah and you know,
1: I like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And A he's comic very, that can laugh at himself. Oh, and, yeah. yeah.
0: He's extremely self-aware. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, his stand-up, the delivery isn't for everybody. It takes right. like, and some of them just to your point weren't that great. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, some of them are funny. One thing about stand-up that I can appreciate is when somebody lands a joke and the whole crowd is rolling and they can sit there just dead face. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He laughs at all. Pete Davidson laughs at all of his own jokes. Yeah, like, he'll yeah. say something funny and he'll know it's funny and yeah. start laughing.
2: And that I mean, would be my style, too. <laughs> I don't think I could do the full deadpan. I always appreciate it when they can. Sure. Guys like Leslie Nielsen are, like, legends because they're. It's what they're doing is obviously hilarious and they just somehow... Or like in zen mode where they're just like, whatever, dude.
0: Or even just like Ron White. You know what I mean? He doesn't quite stay deadpan, but he mm-hmm.
1: delivers it and kind of lets it marinate before he'll at least smile at you. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, not like Dave Chappelle where he like hits the microphone yeah. on his knee after yeah. every joke. Pretty <laughs> or much. Jimmy Fallon
2: who can't um, stop laughing no matter what. He's I, laughing right now. I can imagine him in the bathroom stall just like, <laughs> I can't believe this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> that part was kind of loud.
0: <laughs> so anyway, I, I kind of with Mikey too, I don't see a whole lot that kind of stands out to make him an So I actually had about a 3.8. Okay. All right. Pre show asshole score for Pete
1: Davidson. All right, man. I scored him a little high. <laughs> Buddy hates him. Yeah. It's all right. Bangs all the hot chicks. <laughs> <like that> asshole. <laughs> all right. With a 5.43 from Buddy, a 4.0 from Mikey, and a 3.8 from Randy, Pete Davidson's pre show asshole score is a 4.41. All right.
0: 4.41. We've got low ranges here, boys. We are between Ellen at a 4.25 and Justin Bieber. At a 4.5. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Pete Davidson's hanging
0: around Ellen and Justin Bieber. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen territory. Seems about right. Seems about right. Awesome. You boys ready to dive in? I am. Let's dive in. Peter Michael Davidson was born November 16th, 1993 in Staten Island, New York, as the oldest of two children to mother Amy and father Scott Davidson. If you've listened to the show for a while, you've often heard the tale of childhood abuse and dads that don't stick around. Well, Pete Davidson's dad did pass away early in his life, but the difference between the other dads and Scott Davidson is that Scott Davidson is a hero. On September 11th, 2001, Scott, who was a firefighter, lost his life in the attack on the World Trade Center as he rushed to rescue trapped people at the Marriott World Trade Center Hotel. After he made his way into the building, the tower where the hotel was located soon collapsed after it was hit by a second hijacked plane.
2: Yeah, I knew about that. And as a sort of wild that uh pete davidson can incorporate that as a joke into a lot of his sets and he has yeah. he absolutely has. but i think it's a, a strange as it sounds it's a reasonable way of dealing with it
0: yeah if I, that's I can see your that. platform and this, you know we'll kind of learn a little bit too if that's kind of your outlet as well yeah and that's maybe what you're known for unfortunately yeah. at school or something i
2: wouldn't be mad at my son if he got famous for like joking on my death unless it was auto erotic asphyxiation <laughs> <laughs> they would be like, Keep that, don't talk about that. I told you not to tell everybody, yeah. damn it. He was a hero. He died doing what he loved, no, maybe, masturbating yeah. while he yeah. checked himself Your out. Your kid
0: walks out of school every day and the kids just hold their hands up oh. to their throat. Oh. You're like, oh. Sorry. <laughs> According to a piece by the New York Post, Scott Davidson was just like his son and had a terrific sense of humor. A former classmate said that Scott was always willing to goof off and loved making others laugh. He was 33 years old and he was killed on 9-11. The reason I start out with so much information about his father is that this event was the true catalyst for Pete in his road down comedy. As you can imagine, after losing his father, young Pete found it tough to deal with everything he was going through. Davidson was prone to releasing his emotions in unusual ways as a kid. His mother, Amy, said it was sad how sad he was growing up. At school, Davidson once ended up pulling out all of his hair in frustration And he later said in many ways that he was a lab rat for physicians who were trying to understand the experiences of children of victims from the terror attacks. Oh, wow. (laughs) Pulled out all of his hair. That had to hurt. And that's the hell. (laughs) That's (laughs) that's an understatement. That is a complete (laughs) understatement. I mean, I don't have any hair. But, like, when I did, it hurt when it got pulled. Yes. Yeah, when it got pulled out, like, I know. could you have him, like, a clump of hair pulled out?
2: Oh, you can. I've seen many women's fights in school that yeah. I remember oh, where yeah. hair flying around everywhere, and that wasn't their choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Oh.
0: Man, I remember running back for the NFL. You know, their hair sticks oh, out of yeah. their helmet, and would... he got his dread ripped out. Yeah, you know? Oh, that's yeah. why I
2: was I was like, you should cut that.
0: Uh-huh. Like, Palomalu, I was like, are you insane? Yeah. Yeah. Part of the uniform. Well, that's how we got
2: that sweet head and shoulders money, too, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Davidson remembered his early days with one word, overwhelming. By his own admission, he started to act out in class and even attempted suicide while he was still in elementary school. He said, I tried to drown myself in the pool when I was in the fourth or fifth grade. I was trying to get my head stuck in the ladder in the deep end so I wouldn't be able to get up. But I'm too much of a pussy and my head was too small. <laughs> That's what he said. That oh, is wow. uh,
2: many layers to that delivery. Self deprecating, There you yeah. in check. Funny at the end. <laughs> uh, and incredibly sad. I think we just yeah. sort of uh, checked off all the boxes that cover Pete Davidson. That's <laughs> exactly yeah.
0: right. And that, boys, is Pete Davidson. All right. <laughs> Good <show>. Final scores <laughs> 10.0. <0. laughs> Throughout his childhood and teenage years, Davidson was in and out of numerous mental health facilities, starting when he was just nine years old. Pete wound up going to three different high schools and was constantly the new kid in school and often targeted by bullies. In an attempt to fit in, he would act out and try to be funny. His humor was not always well received, but humor and comedy would always be where he felt most comfortable and would provide the outlet he was trying to look for. Yeah. so It, it. it gave him the way to at least try to fit in. Yeah, it it's like funny. we
2: talked in the Jordan Peterson episode. uh, that's how you sort of have to cope. And, uh, you know, if you're the smaller guy or getting picked on, you got to be quick-witted. Gotta yeah, yeah. That out quick witted. Yeah. You got
0: to figure it out quick. That's exactly right. Or you got to fuck all their girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> one of the two. Mm-hmm. Pete said, if my dad didn't die, I wouldn't be a comic. I'd be a construction worker in Staten Island or a basketball coach. I learned what death was. And you're not really supposed to learn about that until high school when one of your friends falls asleep in the garage or whatever.
2: <laughs> That's. <laughs> not the way I was thinking I about was how thinking about death it's yeah, I was like why like, like yeah if it's a friend you're like yeah you know that's not like oh hey man it's another tragedy and they fell asleep with the car running <laughs> I think that's suicide
0: yeah yeah whatever yeah. dude I'm able to do stand up and fuck around because hopefully the worst thing that has ever happened to me has already happened
2: yeah, that is true I mean if it's at the bar that low you can I mean anything it's pretty easy after that
0: yeah. yeah, when you go comparing it to it, you're like, yeah.
2: nope, nope,
0: still doesn't suck as much as that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While Pete Davidson was trying to find ways to deal with some of his demons and keep himself afloat, he did find some solace when he discovered Kid Cudi's music. According to Billboard, the musician's work was instrumental in helping him get through the darkest periods. He said, I would have killed myself absolutely, 100%. I truly believe if Man on the Moon didn't come out, I wouldn't be here. Okay. He uh, also spoke about how learning about Kid Cudi's mental health battles was something he found rather enlightening.
2: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Man on the Moon is one of the best rap albums of the last twenty years, for sure. And uh, yeah. yeah, Kid Cudi was one of the first to come out, and and not the first, but he really addressed his own mental health issues and not being a total badass and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah,
0: Pete said I've been in and out of things like that, and I think that's why a lot of kids my age can relate to Cudi. He said before adding his fans love him because he's not afraid to be emotional, which in turn helps everyone else. Yeah, the yeah, trifecta:
2: Kid Cudi, Pusha T, and then the completely disgraced Kanye. What a bummer, dude! It's yeah. uh, if they if he couldn't be so insane, they could all put albums out all the time. and it would still be great.
0: Yeah. But man, Kanye has yeah. gone. It's Shh. over. It's over Ye- now. Yeah. Jeez Later, off the bro. Deep end. Yeah. Man. Go hang out with Hitler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that shit's crazy. He was still a teenager when he performed for the first time on stage. He was 16 years old when he took the stage at the Looney Bin Comedy Club. Pete said it was a little awkward and a bit unsure, but he went ahead and delivered an impressive act nonetheless, saying the most unusual lines without batting an eyelid. For example, he cracked a joke about being attracted to cougars. He said, I think 21-year-olds are so hot. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> he later explained his style when he said he prefers being himself and he can't do impressions. He said... I don't know how to act or write characters or do impressions. It's also helped Davidson received a lot of support from his mom as far as stand-up comedy was concerned, and she would take him to the gigs he wanted to go to. She told the New York Times, He had a rough time growing up without a dad. I wanted him to be happy, and stand-up comedy made him really, really happy. For Davidson, comedy clubs felt like a safe haven where
1: he could finally blend in and feel at ease. So, yeah, I heard a podcast that Pete was on uh, this couple of years ago and he was talking about like when he was 16, he uh, he didn't really have any friends. And he talked about he got invited to like his first party and it was like by proxy. He was just like hanging out to, next to this 20 year old in his apartment building. Yeah. And the 20 year old got invited to the party. And then he was like, oh. You want to bring him along, too? That and, sucks. And Pete, yeah, he was yeah. like, and he had no friends, uh, yeah. according They're like, to dude, him. His dad died nine eleven. He can go <laughs> wherever he wants to, right? No? All right, get the fuck out of here, Pete. <laughs> so uh, they took him, you know, he, he was like, fuck it, I'm going to this party. I usually would say no to this shit, but I'm going to the party. And so he goes, and he says, kind of awkward, because I was like this one 16-year-old hanging out with a bunch of 20-year-olds, and uh, they started smoking weed and they offered it to me and i had never smoked before so i hit it and the podcaster who was interviewing them was like oh it's kind of like you know like when you get the cat high you know when you're yeah. hanging around yeah <laughs> and so uh he was like yeah i was blitzed out of my mind and then uh i went home at like 10 o'clock and my mom caught me and she was like oh you got caught he was like yeah well i went home and i had my sunglasses on yeah <laughs> and he was like yeah that's a dead giveaway like 16 years old come rolling in at 10 o'clock yeah. sunglasses on
2: and he's yeah. obviously not a road Scholar. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so. That's awesome. So Pete has battled a chronic illness ever since he was a teenager. He was first diagnosed with Crohn's disease when he was around 17 or 18, and he's learned to live with it. He receives intravenous therapy and mentioned that even though he got medical assistance and whatever he needed from doctors, the only thing that seemed to work for him was marijuana. He said, my stomach would just be in pain all day and I wouldn't be able to eat. And then I'd smoke. And I'd be able to eat and be able to do all my shows. Crohn's disease, according to uh, Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, is a chronic ailment of inflammatory bowel disease that can result in your gastrointestinal tract being inflamed. Some of the symptoms include constipation, pain and cramps, diarrhea, rectal bleeding, and more. Upset stomach. Diarrhea. Despite living with Crohn's for a major part of his life, Davidson hasn't let the illness bring him down. Back when he was with Ariana Grande and got bullied for the dark circles under his eyes, which is a symptom of his ailment, his uh. former girlfriend shot back at the haters on Twitter and wrote, y'all do know this man has an autoimmune disease, right? So that is the reason for the dark circles under that his eyes. That makes sense. Oh, man. I yep. always thought it was like benders. now nah, nah, like, he's got uh, Crohn's disease. The only thing that makes me feel a little bit better is that
2: there's a high likelihood at some point... When he was banging one of these A-listers He pooped a little bit <laughs> And I'm going to go ahead and say that makes me a, An absolute asshole I uh, will sc- we'll score higher than Pete Davidson <laughs> so From do, here on out When we
0: do the show about all three of us That'll be that's it. Mike, uh, it's in one December point between, right off the rip yeah, yeah. In December 2022 Mike said that <laughs> yes. Pete Davidson Fucking hot chicks Mikey, shitting to, <laughs> Mikey
2: seemed to relish the idea of Pete Davidson Pooping himself
0: as he fucked Kim Kardashian <laughs> Plus one point Yes <laughs> after high school Pete enrolled at St. Francis College in Brooklyn Heights after one semester he decided this wasn't going to work and he quit to pursue a full time comedy career he worked the stand up bars around New York for a few years before catching his big break in an interview with Kevin Hart Davidson revealed that his start on SNL was mostly due to luck while doing a stand up in New York City he met comedian Amy Schumer who let him open for her on the road later when Schumer was filming Trainwreck She got Davidson a small part as a patient of her love interest, played by Bill Hader. After hanging with Hader and Judd Apatow on set, Davidson got a call from his agent the following day, telling him Hader recommended him for SNL.
2: Dude, I fucking love Bill Hader. Bill Hader's hilarious. That dude is a comic legend.
0: His impressions are the best I've ever seen. (laughs) All the time. Yeah. (laughs) He's awesome. So Davidson responded, why the fuck would he do that, he told Kevin Hart. I mean, I was terrified. I don't really do characters, so I thought maybe I could be a writer or something. David said his audition consisted of jokes about living with his mom, and he thought, there's no fucking way I'm going to get this. During the interview with Late Night with Seth Meyers, Davidson shared the strange phone call he got from Lauren Michaels about landing the gig on SNL. It was a little confusing to say the least. I got a phone call from NBC, David explained, and it's Lauren Michaels, and he goes, hello? And I was like, I don't know what to do with you, but you got the show. The show's producer hung up quickly, so Davidson wasn't sure what just happened. He was like, I went home, and I like I think I got SNL, but I also think Lauren Michaels is already mad at me, too. Not real sure what's happening right now. <laughs>
2: Sounds very Pete Davidson-esque. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And the, in the interview with Kevin Hart, I watched it, too, as well as read it. One of his responses, Kevin's like, what did you... He was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on Like most of the time. like They tell yeah. me what car to get in. They'd get me out, tell me what to do. I get back in the car and they take me back home. It's Comedy like... saved this man's life.
1: <laughs> it literally. Because he just... if
0: he was that construction worker, he
2: would <laughs> I'm sure that That nail gun <laughs>
0: Davidson, you're fucking late again, you
2: schmuck. God damn it. He said fucking Pete shot himself again with the nail gun. Would you have to take another
0: break to go shit yourself? <laughs>
2: oh. Oh. That's Sorry. it. Randy scores as well. The the cheap the cheap doo doo jokes.
0: We are we are the true assholes. Dude, I hit the low hanging fruit. I will take advantage. Hands
2: up! Give me all your money. Well, enough money for a cheeseburger from the value menu at least. We are now live on Patreon. Find us there at AHC Podcast to get all the latest episodes of Conspiracy Court, ad free shows, shout outs, stickers, and a whole lot more. It would be a crime if you didn't. Big thanks to all of our fans, and we appreciate all of your support. Now let's dive back into the action.
0: Davidson joined the SNL cast in 2014 when he was just 20 years old, making him one of the youngest cast members in the history of the show. His debut garnered positive critical notice with his most noted skits during the season, including an Indiana Jones-style sketch in which he and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, after being pelted with poison darts, were forced to mutually suck poison out of each other's various body parts (laughs) in an endeavor that eventually found them entangled in the 69 position. (laughs) You got to give credit to The Rock. Oh, for going along with that. And now
2: imagine it for real, though, because The Rock obviously comes from the world of wrestling. (laughs) Imagine this the 80s, and then it's an equivalent for Hulk Hogan on Saturday Night Live, and they're like, look here, brother, I got to suck this dude off here uh, for the entire nation. And he would absolutely never do it. No,
0: no. He found his way through the first couple seasons on the show, just hoping to stay on, but really found his niche after a few seasons in his spots on Weekend Update. Pre-tape spots and, of course, any rap video parody. Since he doesn't really do characters or impressions, he said in the beginning it was hard for Lauren Michaels and the writers to find spots for him to fit, but they always found
1: ways to write him in. Yeah, that's some of the highlights that I remember him from are the rap videos. Yeah, yeah. where he did like maybe like a Kanye. He was like,
2: Yeet. Yeah, Yeet. Yeah, he literally. That's what I'm saying. Every time I see him, I'm like, he's not the driver of the comedy. <laughs> he's just in the background. They're like, Hey, that's my buddy. His dad died nine eleven. You- <laughs> You gotta you gotta hook him up. He's funny though, I mean, but he's just not like he's the he even says it himself. I don't write it, I don't do impressions, yeah. I just they just give me a
0: line and I throw it out there. It's uh it's it's, it's it takes a village to Sometimes raise a shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did make the most of his opportunities on the show at times and found himself in hot water as well. Davidson was heavily criticized for mocking Republican congressional candidate Dan Crenshaw who wears an eye patch as a result of a wound incurred while serving as a U.S. Navy SEAL in Afghanistan. Yeah. Davidson compared Crenshaw to a hitman in a porno movie and and added, I'm sorry, I know he lost his eye in war or whatever. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that one was, uh, I mean, it was objectively funny, but, uh, you know, a lot of people got mad about it. But you're <laughs> like, hey, 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 if anybody can drop a joke like that, it's yeah. the guy who's dead, 9-11, fucker. Yeah, yeah. he, he'll take that same hit.
0: In response to public outrage over the comments, Crenshaw appeared beside Davidson the following Saturday, I remember this, on an SNL Weekend Update segment. Davidson apologized to Crenshaw, saying, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. It was a poor choice of words. The man is a war hero, and he deserves all the respect in the world. Crenshaw accepted David's apology and called on Americans to never forget the service and sacrifice of veterans. In his 2020 Netflix special, Alive from New York, David rescinded the apology previously issued to Crenshaw, implying that it had been issued only because he had been told to do so. In the performance, Davidson tells the audience, I didn't think I did anything wrong. It was like words that were twisted so a guy could be famous. So I made fun of this guy with an eye patch and then like I got forced to apologize. Crenshaw responded by saying that, although he had initially hoped Davidson's apology had been sincere, you can never tell with comedians and added, to be fair, if we took everything that comedians said on a Netflix special seriously, man, our country would be in a world of hurt. I'd like to remember the guy that I saw in person hanging out that night on SNL.
1: And if we took everything seriously that a 20 year old says or a 22 year old says, like they just don't have the maturity at that point, especially for a comedian as well. Well, So
2: there's a couple things here, too, is I'm like, um, it's again. Funny. If I had a fucking eye patch, I would laugh at it. Oh, and people
0: pop an eye joke at me. Yeah, I mean. I'd be like, yeah, I'm wearing a fucking eye patch in the 21st century. I would reply with um, shit like, I see right through what you're doing. Yes, you know what I mean? Like, then, oh, I'd hammer him right back. And
2: then, so then you get the opportunity to show up and you can't even make a joke about it. It's Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no point here for like yeah. stoic fucking soliloquies about the service. <laughs> it's a fucking comedy show and uh, it's unfortunate that he also retracted it later on cuz yeah. you're like just let it ride dude. just let it go let yeah. it ride and then props to Dan Crenshaw for i guess you know taking the high Pretty road good being response. like whatever yeah.
0: and it's funny too cuz i read more about in this in this article i was reading about davidson so he got slammed on yeah. fox news for making fun of this guy of course it, yeah. but then he said it was almost 3 years to the date that tucker carlson called dan crenshaw it was like Eye Patch McCuddy or Eye Patch yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. He called, he made nobody touched that nobody. one. Nobody, right. yeah, yeah. And it, of he's course. like, now nah, they're making fun of him that's, and yeah, yeah. So that's what it is. So it's kind maybe. of ironic, or I guess not really ironic. But
2: Isn't it ironic? Don't, <laughs> don't, you, don't you think? think. <laughs> it's don't like you. an eye patch Ironic. <laughs> and a Republican <laughs> makes fun of you, and that's okay. <laughs>
0: The Roman Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn demanded an apology from Davidson in March 2019 after an SNL sketch where he compared the Catholic Church to R. Kelly, an entertainer who had been accused of (laughs) pedophilia and a fellow asshole court contestant. Yeah. I mean, so two things there. One is I would never apologize. Two, eh, easy joke. It was. And it it was pretty good. In the sketch, Davidson said Kelly's a monster and he should go to jail forever. But if you support the Catholic Church, isn't it like the same thing as being an R. Kelly fan? I don't really see the difference, except for one's music is significantly better. <laughs> oh.
2: That's tough. There's a lot of like old school classical music that was, I mean, come on, Bach did nothing but write about Jesus, dude. It's pretty solid shit. But yes, still fair enough. I Again, if they were like, you have to apologize, I'd be like, fuck
0: you. Yeah, unless they were like, we're also gonna take away your sponsorship, all your money. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In a statement posted on its website, the DSCS criticized the disgraceful and offensive skit and added, "The faithful of our church are disgusted by the harassment by those in news and entertainment, and this sketch offends millions. The mockery of this difficult time in the church's history serves no purpose." Davidson's comments came after the Diocese of Brooklyn and Queens agreed to a record $27.5 million settlement for sex abuse allegations in September 2018.
2: Precisely. Hey, hey, assholes. Yeah. Uh,
1: stop covering up for priests that molest kids and you won't get these jokes. Exactly. And shuffling them around, not even like holding their feet to the fire. Exactly. Like, yeah. Being a mainstay on
0: SNL has been the springboard to movies and TV shows for many cast members, and Davidson's no different. In March 2015, Davidson was a roaster on the Comedy Central roast of Justin Bieber, and his set was praised as one of the best of the show. Among his bolder jokes was one at the expense of fellow roaster Snoop Dogg and host Kevin Hart in their 2004 film Soul Plane. Davidson called the film... The worst experience of my life involving a plane. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that yeah. one hits hard. Oh, it, it hit hard there. Everybody lost their shit. Yeah. was like, whoa, dude. Wow. Because
1: yeah, I think that, like, it had been said a time or two before in the night that Pete's dad had died. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. why it works so and, well. And, yeah, and no, again, so,
1: like, everybody knew there, oh, too. Yeah. So.
2: And that's why it works so well. And also, if I was his dad, I would be applauding from above.
1: <laughs> that's excellent. <laughs> That's my son right there. Elbowing Jesus. It's totally (laughs)
0: worth it, dude. You go out there and fuck those chicks. (laughs) In April 2016, Comedy Central filmed Davidson's first stand-up special, Pete Davidson, SMD, in New York City. While he was already a pretty A-list celebrity at this point in his life, over the next three years, Pete's career has blown up like Matthew Perry's appetite after his time on Friends. And I choose to take my pot (laughs) shot at Perry because of his comments about my guy Keanu Reeves. In his upcoming book, anyway, wait, uh, did you guys hear about this? No. I did not hear no. about so what Matthew, he said about Matthew Perry has this new book out, and what he said was, "River was a beautiful man, inside and out, too beautiful for this world." It turned out Perry quoted, "It always seems like the really talented guys who go down. Why is it that the original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die?" but Keanu Reeves still walks among us. That's fucking
2: horrific. Oh, yeah. man. Shots just, fired. And there
0: was a second line about, and Keanu Reeves is still alive, but yet all these other people are dead. Dude. And I heard Perry come back, and he was like, look, when I wrote it, he's like, I literally just thought of like, a celebrity who's been around for a long time and just inserted a name it's, and he didn't mean to like a pot shot him but it's a, oh, it's yeah, a bad pot yeah. shot
2: and also you dude that that book writing process it's getting edited multiple oh, times yeah. you have every opportunity to, to change that name Now don't get me wrong dude count reeves is not a good actor but he's obviously great and a very nice guy you oh, yeah. never hear a bad word about nope. that guy ever and that's just such a and ah fucking horrible i'm so bummed out about that yeah.
0: so that's why i chose to take a pot shot at matt perry there all right i'll sign okay. off on that yeah. yes. anyway. i'll sign off on that. anyway pete starred in jason orley's big time adolescence and had supporting roles in what men want the dirt angry birds movie 2, and john Turturro's the big lebowski spinoff the jesus roles in february 2020 davidson released a stand-up special alive from new york on netflix and in may 2020 the King of Staten Island was released, which Davidson both starred and co wrote with Judd Apatow, who also directed.
2: I thought about watching that, and then I didn't.
0: I had the same exact experience. Yeah. Right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> thought about it, yeah. didn't quite yeah. pull the trigger on it. Davidson was nominated for the Comedy Movie Star of 2020 for his work in The King of Staten Island and the Comedy Act of 2020 for his work in Pete Davidson Alive from New York at the 46 People's Choice Awards. In April 2021, Davidson was cast as Joey Ramone in the Netflix biopic, I Slept with Joey Ramone, based on the late singer's brother's memoir of the same name. So I don't, I hadn't seen that one about I Joey Ramone. I haven't either. And no. also,
2: Joey Ramone was like six foot six and like
1: gangly and...
0: Davidson's pretty tall and gangly. Is he?
1: Especially when he's like standing next to Ariana Grande. Well, that's he looks true, about like six foot six and yeah. gangly. She's
2: so. Ariana Latte or what is the small one at Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> what is that Venti? No, that's a huge that's one. That's the big one. Yeah. What is a small one? Uh, a tall. 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 Ariana tall.
1: tall. That's not as funny. Fuck no. it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Davidson will also serve as co-writer and executive producer in that uh, Joey Ramone flick. In August of 21, he appeared as Blackguard in The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn. He also voiced Marmaduke in the animated film released on Netflix May 6, 2022. So the dude has been fucking busy they did yeah. a marmaduke show what a movie yeah marmaduke the movie the big dog oh i remember it
2: but i'm like <laughs> that's like having like the lockhorns on netflix you know what i'm saying like that wasn't even
0: like garfield i get that was uh they bring back the berenstein bears if they know what's good but yeah. oh if you can imagine like an adult version of the berenstein bears uh, that would be nasty like in today's You're like
1: married with children with the berenstein bears. yeah bernstein bears yeah yeah, no, they brought back Rocky and Bullwinkle and stuff like that. Like, mm.
2: Yeah, but that felt bigger than Marmaduke. Marmaduke was just like, oh, yeah, I know that comic exists. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a comic strip yeah exactly yeah, 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 i know yeah. it's
2: there it's like yeah
0: doonesbury you're gonna make the doonesbury movie family out? circus god family circus is the worst dude fuck family circus man i used to like family circus i loved calvin and Hobbes. growing calvin up Hobbes that was amazing. my favorite dude,
2: calvin and Hobbes is legitimately amazing oh yeah, like, yeah. it's great Farside and calvin Fars- hobbs are as good as it gets yeah marmaduke is not just just saying
0: we're showing our age right now. We're talking about comic strips yeah, and know. newspapers. People out there are like, what in the fuck are they I know. talking about right you now?
2: i start talking about Brenda Starr and it's fucking game <laughs> over, bitch. <laughs> Y'all know about
0: Brenda Starr. You know about end. Mary Worth, man. I
2: had a threesome with Brenda Starr and
0: Mary Worth, bitch. <laughs> While his TV and movie appearances made him famous, what made Pete Davidson one of the biggest names in entertainment is the women that he's been able to date over the years. Look, I'm definitely not one to critique another man's looks. But I think most of the world will agree with me when I say, how the fuck is this happening? I mean, if this dude looked like George Clooney or something, I could understand it. But apparently, being a sweet, funny guy can land you some of the hottest ladies in all the land. Yeah.
2: Being funny works. Someone sent me a... it was just a, a picture the other day was from a screenshot and it was like funny guys are dangerous they make you laugh and laugh and laugh and the next thing you know you're naked. And <laughs> like yeah there you go it's if you're funny and attractive fucking see you oh, later man. bitch. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Let's run through the list of ladies that Davidson has dabbled with over the years. Okay. Davidson briefly dated girl code alum Carly Aquilo. No clue who that is. Yeah, Aquilo. No. Let's go Carly Aquilio in okay. 2015. Obviously, Randy doesn't know who she is either. <laughs> very familiar with Girl Code alum Carly Aquilio. While things never got too serious for the pair, Davidson clearly made an impression on her. Years later, when he got engaged to Ariana Grande in 2018, Aquilio wrote of their romance in a post to Instagram, I know I'm like the ninth billionth person to text you today this, but I can't. Oh, she's uh. like, I kill your ass, <laughs> Ariana Grande. <laughs> Davidson found himself in his first long-term relationship with comedian Larry David's daughter, Cassie David. The couple began dating in May 2016, and things quickly got serious. Two years later, in May 2018, Davidson confirmed that they had officially broken up. I cannot imagine what she looks like I don't know She's pretty hot I'm I'm sure she is But I'm like I see
2: Larry David And I just only imagine Like when you bust it out It's like
1: (laughs) (laughs) She must really take after mom Yeah
0: One of Davidson's most shocking romantic moves was when he started dating pop superstar and hottie Ariana Grande. Mm -hmm. They publicly revealed that they were in a relationship at the end of May of 2018, directly after Davidson broke things off with Cassie. Things moved quickly from there, and Davidson and Grande wound up getting engaged just a few weeks after their relationship began.
1: Now, she had just broken up with somebody famous too at mac that time miller. yeah and so Who's and here's that? the thing so Who's mac miller
2: mac miller is a, was a rapper he's he's dead now yeah. he died and oh, and i'll be honest you guys don't listen How did to him I? he uh, overdosed Damn. yeah mac miller is entirely underrated in my mind like he's oh, put 100%. out so many he, his albums just kept getting better and better and then he died so it's a shame and he i i mean i i'm definitely not blaming pete Davidson. Mac Miller had problems, but I think this was almost like a tipping point where he just fell off into drugs, like really bad, because he was like absolutely in love with Ariana Grande. It seemed to me. But if you don't know who Mac Miller is, you should definitely check out his like last two albums, like Circles and stuff like that, because it's really great. Like you're like this is beyond just rap. Like the dude, it's just it's a sucks that he died.
1: Yeah, it's a shame that we lost him so soon. Because yeah. I mean, he was awesome and yep. just. I mean, right on the precipice of just blowing yeah. up. He was working with dudes like uh, John
2: Bryan, who did the soundtracks for like Boogie Nights and for a million different soundtracks yeah. and worked with Elliot Smith. Yeah. Like his musical taste was really interesting and he did a lot of really uh, cool stuff. He it wasn't a bad rapper at all. He was a very good rapper. Uh, and he just like was, it just sucks. He was like maturing and becoming so good. And then he just overdosed. And I, it seemed like he lost it when Ariana Grande like, left. Yeah, that did. And it's going to gotta suck, too, when she's like, yo, dude's got a fucking monster hog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, oh that yeah. always hurts. Yeah. And I remember I read an article about he, Pete Davidson, said pretty much they got done watching a movie and they were chilling in bed. And he just like rolls over and was like, will you marry me? And she's like, of course. And Lame. Yeah. But as swiftly as things started, they rapidly came to an end. The pair called off their engagement and broke up in October of 2018, just five months together. Davidson moved on from their relationship by covering up his neck tattoo, originally inspired by the position singer. Oh
2: my God, it's bad enough to get a tattoo. Hey, I'm going to roll with a neck tattoo. Neck tat, five months That is
0: showing your maturity. (laughs) Davidson wasted no time rebounding from his failed engagement to Grande by moving on with Uber Milf Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, he
1: did. Damn, I she, didn't know about that one. Yeah, did. he
0: did. She, in my opinion, probably the hottest of all the women he's ever but, dude, yeah. she's pretty hot. And I guess she's more my age, which yeah. makes yeah. sense. But, man, she's so hot. Yeah, she's on my hall pass <laughs> list. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, It's been discussed.
2: I don't ever do that because shit
0: can go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> do not
2: do not even give yourself an opening there because that hall pass ain't happening for you. It might happen for your wife. <laughs> Out of town on a work event. That's you it.
0: won't believe Kevin Costner yeah. is here tonight. Wait, wait, wait.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You should have seen his Yellowstones <laughs> Don't, don't do it yourself. <laughs> don't
1: There's, open that door. Yeah. Mikey's still holding out for Selma Hayek. <laughs> yeah, but remember how that That's was a one-way turn way out. trip, bro.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the duo, who had a 20-year age gap, were first linked romantically when they were spotted flirting at a Golden Globes after party in January 2019. They confirmed the news that they were seeing each other by making out at a New York Rangers game in March that year, and a source at the time told Page Six that their PDA was a fuck you to Ariana. That makes Mm. me
2: want to puke. You're
0: fucking making out at a hockey game? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) But things didn't last long for Beckinsale and Davidson, who was three years older than the actress's daughter, and they called it quits in April 2019. It was a hot and heavy summer for Davidson. Margaret Qualley and Davidson began dating in August of 19. The couple was spotted on a romantic outing in Venice, Italy, while the actress was in town promoting her film *Seaberg*, which screened at the Venice Film Festival. But the 90-day expiration date on this relationship was up, and she and Davidson broke up that October. Davidson found a love again with Kaya Gerber, the daughter of Cindy Crawford and Randy Gerber. The pair began dating in October of 19, were spotted out and about together, including a romantic getaway in Miami. While they were seeing each other, we reported that Gerber's parents hoped the relationship would fizzle out. That's funny. She didn't (laughs) want old Pete coming around, uh, coming home with her daughter and plopping down on that Cindy Crawford furniture. God, I just can't imagine
2: your job being a paparazzi and following Pete Davidson around (laughs) for his dates. Jeez.
0: What a disaster. They'll find you. Yeah. And fizzle it did. Page Six reported in January 2020 that the couple had broken things off. At the time, Davidson was going through a lot with his mental health and had checked into rehab. One of Davidson's latest leading ladies was Bridgerton actress Phoebe Dynevor. Rumors of their romance began swirling in March of 21 when Davidson flew from New York to the UK to spend time with her. One source suggested that Davidson had fallen hard for the Netflix beauty, saying Pete must like her if he's flying off to quaint little English villages to hang out with her on set. But their romance was short-lived, as Page Six confirmed that Davidson and Dynevor broke up in August after just five months together. So five months seems to be a very... Like, ringing the tipping point. Yeah, right this motherfucker's right living in seventh grade, bro. Dude, and I'm talking about chick to chick. Davidson's dating life continued to be a wild ride when he and Kim Kardashian were seen holding hands on a roller coaster in October 2021, not long after they had kissed during an SNL skit. That's right. But a source at the time claimed that they were just friends, saying they were hanging out in the same circle, so they'd be together from time to time. It's just friends hanging out. Days later, Page Six reported that Davidson arranged for a private dinner with Kardashian on Staten Island. The two twosome were later seen being affectionate on a second date in NYC, and by November 2021, the pair were officially a couple. Unfortunately, the pair ended things in August of 2022 after nine months of dating, with sources telling Page Six that the pair's demanding work schedules were conductive to a romantic relationship.
1: Yeah, that was one part of the spe- uh, one of his comedy specials that he talked about. He was like, um... You know, I, I, I had an AIDS scare this past summer, and everybody, oh, yeah, I know. Everybody's like, oh, what's up, Pete? You're not being safe, you know, out there just fucking everything. He's like, no, I'm, I'm being safe. But, you know, Kanye called me and was like, you got AIDS.
0: <laughs> and I was like, well,
1: shit. The dude who made college dropout just told me I have AIDS. So, um, yeah, I better go get checked. Yeah. And uh, I did, and I'm clean, I'm good. Yeah. But I, I got a little scared there for a second. Kanye was not pleased. He put no. out a video with uh,
2: with the game. In the video, it was claymation of him uh, sawing Pete Davidson's head off. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was very angry. And also, he there was uh, jokes about it. He was like, what am I going to do? My ex-wife is dating it with some skinny white dude with a nine-inch dick. <laughs> I was like, that's the part you keep to yourself. <laughs> keep it quiet there, Kanye. And again... Pete Davidson has ruined his second life. Mac Miller, Kanye West, you do not want to be a rapper and let Pete Davidson fuck your love because yeah. you will either die of an overdose or you will <laughs> fall in love with Nazis and Hitler. Yeah.
1: How many times have you listened to an episode and thought, man, I wish they would have said this? Well, now with our interactive social media pages, you can't. Let us know what you think about our show subjects, and give us your scores. We'd love to hear from you. Well, most of you, at least. Let's dive back into the action.
0: Following his breakup from Kardashian, Davidson reportedly began dating Emily Ratajkowski in November of 2022. Okay. Pete and Emily have been talking for a couple months now, a source told Us Weekly, adding that the stars were in the very early stages, but both really like each other. They reportedly met through a mutual friend. Pete makes Emily laugh, and he knows how intelligent she is, the insider shared. Radikowski famously talked about why women find Davidson so charming in November of 21. He's vulnerable. He's lovely. His fingernail polish is awesome. He looks good, she said at the time. The Inamorata designer added that Davidson has a super great relationship with his mom, has great height, and that women find him very attractive. So God, how I just Emily Ratajkowski, Googler. Oh no, hot. oh I
2: know yeah. she's oh, a, yeah. she's a fucking ten. Yeah, <laughs> she's a ten. I'm a big fan personally. It's my own look. I I don't know what what you know whatever that is. I have a type maybe to some extent, but. Everybody that is talking here is like In like middle school level of maturity Yeah He has like the dopest fucking fingernail polish ever He's so I'm like what is happening He's so sweet and cool And I like him There's the thing that comes with like I guess being an adult and not being famous Which is like you have to mature like I've got to pay bills (laughs) I have to mow the
0: lawn They're just like His fucking shit's so tight We went to 8th grade dance I got Skittles and a Sprite And it was fucking awesome Uh, I had to walk in and fucking fire somebody in person monday morning and walk them out all before 8 20 like that's how my week started radikowski
2: Radik- doesn't have to do that <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh. ever Then oh. she gets oh. she gets carried everywhere like she gets a fucking limo like it's prom night everywhere <laughs> it's just like yeah i fucking love this guy i'm so in love we're gonna get married next week and it's like i'm kind of five over months him. later yeah
0: see ya so with all these hotties under his belt there's got to be something else about him other than how sweet he is that draws these ladies in There is one rumor that's gone around for a while that I had to Google in incognito mode to check out to see what I could find. Speculation of Davidson's schlong size started in 2018 when his then fiance Ariana Grande, responded to a tweet from a fan asking, How long is Pete? By sharing the intimate knowledge that Davidson's pants are rocking, quote, like 10 inches. Mere months before the Grammy-winning pop star ended her engagement to Pete. I actually really liked his response. Davidson waited until his 2020 Netflix special Pete Davidson live from New York to publicly respond to the rumors that were swirling about what's swinging in them skinny jeans after Grande had gassed up his groin. Calling the evaluation a common misconception, Davidson said. I don't like how she talked all this shit on behalf of my dick. I thought it was super weird. Can you imagine if I said that? Sorry, it didn't work out. Nice pussy, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I love that, it, right? It's
1: yeah. Also,
2: like... Yeah, don't complain too much. Hey, look, he's got a monster hog. He's like, please don't tell people that. My God, he's a fucking champion in the sack. He's, I'm just I'm a Come modest on, person guys. and I don't want all these attractive women to know that I fuck like a linebacker on
1: steroids. I did hear him tell a joke about um, he was talking about how Ariana was like, Pete's dick is so big. And he was like, well, it's not really a big compliment coming from her because she has such small hands (laughs) like anything she puts her hands on. It's going to look big. So I could absolutely see that. Yeah.
0: Despite Davidson's attempts to downplay his downstairs blessing, his crotch has been even more popular than his comedy following a string of flings that has included the list of hotties I just went through moments ago. Allegedly, his highly publicized relationship with the most popular Kardashian was the spark that started the dumpster fire that seemed like the beginning of the end of Kanye West meltdown. Yeah. Since Mark Marin during a recent episode of WTF, this is the first time in history that a global rise in anti-Semitism was started because a clown's dick was too big. <laughs> On his friend's popularity with the planet's most beautiful and successful women, SNL buddy Jay Farrow claims it's not all anatomy that's causing Davidson's dating career to be one of the most accomplished in recent history, saying, you got to have everything in a relationship, and that's the thin line. And Pete's just a sweet dude. He's sweet. He's vulnerable. So that's the secret to a successful love life. Be sweet. Be vulnerable. Be a star on Saturday Night Live. And have a near foot-long schlong. (laughs) I was about to say, I was like, yeah, a little bit of this and
2: a little bit of that. And then you add a cup of dick in there.
0: (laughs) Now that Davidson's tricks have all been revealed, maybe we can go back to talking about how literally anything else besides the penis of the guy who broke Kanye West's brain. And that, boys, is Pete Davidson. Okay. All right. So let's get some final scores. All right,
1: uh, buddy. buddy. Oh, buddy. 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 Yep. Yeah, let's roll with you. All right, buddy. Buddy's gonna go first for final scores. All right. So, um, yeah, that, I love this episode right here. We had a lot of good laughs in there. Yep. Started off a little morbid uh, with his father, and yep. that you know kind of sucks. But you know, I like that he's been able to at least joke about it and all you know joke about himself all throughout the way and you know not let that that cuz that easily could have turned into something that you just never get over yeah for sure and definitely um, could have dwelled on that yeah 100% sure. so uh, i'm i'm glad that he was able to work through all that or at least seems like he has You know, I didn't hear a ton in here that really made him an asshole. You know, there are a couple instances where I heard that, you know, he seems a little bit immature, but I mean, that comes with age as we've gone through (laughs) many
0: episodes here. You ever
1: listen to our show,
0: buddy? (laughs) Do you you listen to this
2: podcast, sir? I was talking about the fact that I was pleased that he might have pooped himself. (laughs) I am immature. I am a bigger asshole than Pete Davidson. I will go on record with that right now.
1: But I mean, like, we, you know, we compare like I'd compare him to like almost like Justin Bieber in that sense where, you know, he's young. He's in the public spotlight from the time that he's, you know, 18, 20 years old and uh, constantly has cameras following him around and has everything that he's ever said caught on tape, especially in this new digital age. So, you know, I I really didn't hear anything that was uh, extremely offensive. Even the thing with the, the what, eye patch, the eye patch yeah, guy, yeah, you know, Game even control. that, yeah, no, I, I don't hold anything against him for that. It's
2: an objectively good joke.
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah. a good fucking joke. <laughs> 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 on, on the on the backside, he didn't have to go on to the special and mm-hmm. kind of like redact it. Uh, I
2: agree. That's, that's where it goes. Yeah. You that's shouldn't great. just, just let it go. That's you, right. you know,
1: but I, I, once again, I, I attribute that to age more so. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, I had, him at a 5.43 to start off with and I've got to dial him back. You know, I I kind of like where I had him with Justin Bieber, and I think that they're, you know, kind of in that similar ecosystem. So, yeah, I'm going to score Pete Davidson a 4.5 okay. as a final asshole score. Nice. 4.5 for Buddy. Mikey,
0: your take. Okay. Uh,
2: literally, the only thing I heard that made him a bit of an asshole was retracting the thing about Dan sure. Crenshaw. Should just roll with that. So I actually was going to like drop him down a little bit. Uh, and then I was like, "Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, we'll just keep you around the same." Um, I uh, I feel like uh, in terms of his talent, like he's a he's a fairly funny guy. I think he's getting fed a, a, a lot of jokes, which work for him, and I have no problem with that. He's fine. Uh, I do feel that there's a inherent sense of immaturity. But as I was talking about with like Radakowski and everybody else, like it seems like everybody in that <laughs> range is just literally like a fucking thirteen year old that somehow has a driver's
0: license. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna leave him at a four. All right. Bring us home, Randy. You got it. So I echo exactly what you guys talked about. Wish you would have, you know, just kind of let that apology ride. And I guess you could maybe like thirty thousand foot view. I, I don't know. The the quickness at which he's diving into some of these relationships doesn't make him an asshole. I mean, you hope no. maybe somebody around him would just be like, Well, I, I don't know. Maybe the people around him are like, dude, go fuck as many of these girls as you want. Uh, I mean, yeah. hell, if that's what you want to do, go for it.
1: And I mean, like he also, I know, struggles with a lot of depression and sure. maybe this is well, one of sure. the ways that he deals with yeah. it, you know, yeah. and yes. um, he is know,
2: very self. I was like, most men are extremely depressed. <laughs> because, <laughs> oh, man, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just yeah. ah, just the only one to get over his fucking supermodels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if only we were all so lucky, yeah. Mikey. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I actually I had him at the lowest score to start the show. I had him at three point eight, which I actually should have upped. Because nobody is nicer than the Pilgrims, and they were a 3.83. So uh, my final score is going to be a 4.0 as well. Okay.
1: All right. With a 4.5 from Buddy, a 4.0 from Mikey, and a 4.0 from Randy, Pete Davidson's final asshole score is a 4.16. 4.16. Gentlemen, we have just
0: entered new range, Uh, the lowest score on our chart is the Pilgrims at 3.83, yep. and they are a group of people. That's right. So Pete Davidson is now the single person that has the lowest score That's right. on asshole court. And With the exception of
1: Mr. Rogers Mr. at the Rogers, We 1.0. haven't 1.0. done yet, yes. and uh,
0: his score is half the length of his dick. That's right. <laughs> Not many can say that. Not many at all can say that great way to put a bow on that. It's
2: always be. like when you try to think you're like, I mean, maybe it's bigger and then you actually look at a ruler and you're like, fuck, damn it!"
0: <laughs> <laughs> push the ruler into your yeah. like, trying to like got to get all the way down to the base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, no, or no, trying to like start from like your it, butthole. Almost. I say it starts from the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Asshole Court. As always, check us out on Patreon.com. All of our Patreon folks uh, in our upper tier got an awesome uh, holiday gift from AHC Podcast. They continually get stickers and swag and voting rights on future shows. Lots of really cool shit. Definitely continue with the shout-outs and all your show suggestions. We're wrapping up the new year on this one, guys. So we absolutely appreciate the shit out of all the support you guys have given us and the love you've shown us over the past year. We're going to keep going harder and better than ever in 2023, so stay tuned. We love you. Be kind to one another, and we'll see you next time on Asshole Court. Happy holidays.